Welcome to Encore. Hello, friends. How Hello, are we friends. Today? Well, uh, we are Encore, and we're a new film show that discusses everything to do with film. That's right. Our and first show ever. Yeah, we are really excited to be here. And um, so today we're going to be discussing the farewell. But before that, we would love to introduce ourselves. So I'm Arushi. Hi, Arushi. Hey, Arushi. So I do a bit of commerce, a bit of law and a bit of film. And um, I just... Ever since I was little, I've always loved film, as has everybody else, I feel like. Um, And, yeah, and I really always thought it was such a great mechanism to bring out all this emotion Mm. and, you know, something that's so physical, uh, change something so internal within someone, Mm. like, you know, like the pursuit of happiness and Mm. can motivate you to change your whole life. Yeah, so I'm Anna. I'm studying literature and commerce. Um, I've always loved film. Shocker. Um, (laughs) And I love... For me, it's about storytelling and the different ways that you can perceive the world. And I love how visually you can show that in film. Um, Lots of the films that I guess I will be, like, really keen to talk about Mm -hmm. and the ones that I've seen in the past that I'll be referencing in the next couple of weeks, a lot of it's about kind of weird interpretations of reality. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really keen to keep that conversation going and to talk and discover some new things as well as we go through Encore. Awesome. Yeah. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Sammy. And another shocker, I also love film. Uh, I mean, I've always loved watching film. I remember being a kid and just loving to spend time on the couch just having my own movie marathon with myself and like going through the dvd extras and all the behind the scenes featurettes and just being so captivated by film and what you said anna like its effect on you and um just loving to geek out about it and talk about it so i guess that's why we're here today about having a podcast and just uh chatting hanging out yes uh, yeah nice to meet you so <laughs> nice to meet you too we've all met each other before <laughs> just letting you all know um and i'm haney i'm doing education and um i'm doing japanese and linguistics um I should clarify that I also love films. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case everybody didn't know. Yes. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I think I am more of a style over substance sort of a person because it is motion picture. And I do um, kind of focus and fixate on some of the visuals. And I like seeing pretty colors. I like seeing interesting lighting. Nice. Um, but yeah, so that's what film is to me. Do we all want to say a couple of our favourite movies, first thing that comes to your mind? Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, cool. <sighs> something I, I've always loved, The Pursuit of Happiness because mm. it's just mm. changed. I feel like personally it's just changed so many lives um, but obviously, you know there's different aspects that I like, like the cinematography in Roma or like the comedy in Step Brothers and just the <laughs> whole array. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. There's always like these kind of connecting factors between the films that you like, but you wouldn't necessarily put them in the same category yeah. often. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess a couple of my favourite. I really love God Help the Girl. It's like 
Mm. Kind of a cute indie musical that's just really happy, and I love that. Um, I love a lot of um, The Lobster is a big favourite. The Basketball Diaries, Mm. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've heard of that one. It's really good. It's really intense. um, My housemate was like, I really want to watch a chill food movie tonight. I was like, I've got the perfect (laughs) one for you. She... It's a year and a half later, and she won't stop talking <laughs> oh, about goodness. it. Oh, You know it's good, good then. One. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, let me think. Uh, I would say my one of my favourites would have to be Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love anything crime, um, anything with a mystery, and I think it's just one of those films where... You could watch it like every few months and not get bored of it, and you just always are like instantly gravitated um, to the film. Uh, a more recent release is something that came out on Netflix: the Amy Poehler film called Wine Country. Has anyone yeah, seen that? I haven't, but I've been meaning to. It was like a really little like slice of life film, and it's like. I'd like to think that when I'm 40 or something, I'd be living yeah. my life like that, eating drinking wine, cheese. eating yeah, some yeah. cheese <laughs> in a vineyard, you know. Sounds yeah, yeah, sounds like a good vibe. Um, yes. So, yeah. Oh, excellent. Um, I think for me, the film that kind of changed my perceptions of seeing movies in general has to be Coraline. I'm not... Oh, yeah. The stop nice. motion yeah. film. Yeah. Cool. That was um, a good one. Yeah, and I was pretty young at the time. I, mu- I might have been like 12-ish, 13-ish. I hated that movie when I first saw it because <gasps> really? I was just way too yeah. young. And it was very yeah. intense. It was pretty yeah. terrifying. <laughs> was I intense. watched it like recently and it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. When For I first saw it. a kid's movie, like that's mm. not oh how gosh. it should no. be no. <laughs> no. I think that was also kind of like the foundation for my likes of I guess like leaning more towards horror because my favorite film of all time might be Videodrome by David Cronenberg mm. and The Fly. So very interesting like practical effects stuff going on there. Oh. And yeah, very okay. interesting. That's nice. Well, oh. we've got um some good stuff in store. Uh, so the movie we're going to be talking about today is The Farewell by... Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for the cheer. <laughs> Directed by Lulu Wang and cinematography by Anna Solano. And I, can I just point out, it's so amazing to see these amazing women on screen. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. Thing. yeah. As a duo, like mm. it's it's rare to see like um, women, women filmmakers exactly. being so like all together. Exactly, it's and in so such a male dominated kind of field, you know, mm. you see oh a lot yeah, of male yeah, cinematographers, and it's really cool. Mm. So the farewell surrounds our protagonist Billy, but really, who is the protagonist in this film? Because everyone's emotional kind of journeys presented in I'd say a fairly equal way but Billy is our protagonist who has um, a very close bond with her grandmother uh, Nai Nai who is currently she's been diagnosed with lung cancer Mm. and so but she obviously uh, has not been explained that she has this illness and her whole family is keeping it a secret from her and going to China and using their coming together as an excuse um, to actually see and kind of bid her grandmother farewell Mm -hmm. and using their wedding as an excuse Mm -hmm. to do so. So how did we feel about the film? We recently just watched it. Yes, it was cool and good. (laughs) Um, I just want to address one thing about the farewell. 
So I think at the very start they say based on an actual lie. Yeah. So I think it is based on um, Lulu Wang's story. Yeah. And yeah. apparently her grandma doesn't know to this day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. In, she does say yeah. in the interview that. Yeah. In yeah. the interview. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, it was really hard going back <laughs> to Changchun and like filming it. Yeah. Because they were just like, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw in an interview that I think they actually brought her grandma to set a couple times. Mm. Yeah. But they had to like conceal most things from her. Yeah. And imagine just bringing her there and her not being privy to the whole movie is probably about <laughs> her right. life. Mm. It's really interesting as well yeah. because so much of the film is grappling with this decision to not tell. Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. to have her there on set yeah. <laughs> must be crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, pa- and apparently in one interview, uh, Wang said that, you know, your we had T-shirts made that just said Nine Eye on them because at that point they didn't have a proper name for the film. Oh, yeah. And oh. so people, she, she uh, you know, her grandma came on set and she's like... Why do you have T-shirts of me and my name on them? Everyone's just like super confused, but yeah, so it's, it's it is based on her life. Mm. Yeah. So, do we want to talk about some themes that we noticed in this really cool film? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think there's a lot of layers oh, to yeah. what it's oh, about sure. yeah, yeah because i feel like the media kind of portrayed it as like oh fish out of water sort of a thing but yeah. it's not really hmm. at the same time it's also talking about like the different cultures and what they perceive to be like an appropriate way to react to like and even yeah, then there's like a massive events, yeah. like difference because everyone no one's from the same Place oh yeah, that's yeah. Every single yeah, that's character a good point. is yeah, slightly yeah. kind of different or seeing things from a different angle, whether mm. it's like cultural or you know so many other yeah, ways yeah, and generational. Yeah. All of these different like ways of seeing this issue mm. kind of are very present in the film. Yeah, that's true. I think in one interview as well with um, the director, she was discussing, and I won't say spoilers, but the dinner table scene where the whole family is together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was discussing how. One major theme is what it means to be Asian and kind of the the Asian diaspora. And as you said, there are people who have migrated to Japan, people who have come from China and then migrated to the States, people who still live in China, Mm. and then the different sorts of, like, identities they hold Mm. depending on their passport or what they identify with. And then how they all perceive home as well changes and how, like, strongly they hold on to that because we almost see... Um, the protagonist holding on to like that sense of home much more yeah. forcefully yeah. than yeah. her parents. Like I would yeah. say that they don't as much as she does, but I would say that she's much more open about it. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. 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 yeah I think mm. it's also because she's experienced home at such a young age, and all she had was these positive mem- memories. Of mm. I think yeah. quite yeah. Yeah. because her also like her well. parents had to make the decision to leave. Exactly. Yeah, so it wasn't. And so her they her had to, to make that yeah. cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And justify it, whereas she can very much be a part of both and doesn't have to justify anything. She can live in those two worlds and exactly. let yeah. it be okay. Uh, and I think closure was one of the main themes of Farewell as well. Like using the bird, which we've all, oh, yeah. yes. which we've all had our own interpretations yes. of. As a, I think I personally think it was a symbolism of her grandma and the friends that I watched it with as well thought similarly. It was mm. kind of this symbol of her holding on to her grandma and 
how it would keep recurring and then mm. I don't want to spoil the film. <laughs> but in the end, how the birds flew away. Right, as a one flock. Side. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it was kind of like a bridge and Wang mentioned that it was kind of something that connected mm. the two worlds. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's just like, um, I thought of it as something that's quite different from how you interpret it but there's still like the element of a togetherness and connectedness yeah. in a sense that like she's in her New York apartment she sees the bird and then she goes to Changchun to see her grandmother the bird's still there it's like the family's still kind of like with you no mm. matter exactly. what kind of geographical location you're yeah. in you're exactly. still gonna take a little bit of family mm. with you. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. I kind of interpreted the bird again really mm. differently. Yeah. I thought, because I think we first saw it, or we first see the bird in her apartment, which is like quite towards the beginning, which is Mm-mm. kind of the first place where you're like, well, that shouldn't be there. Kind of, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. really obvious. And I really saw that as a her, like, it was almost like a moral conscience. Like, you have to go. Aww. You have oh, to. Yeah. Interesting. You, you can't be here. It's like, something yeah. isn't right. Something's calling to you from somewhere else. Oh, right. Because and then that yeah. happened again when she was trying to st- decide whether or not to stay tell, in China. Yeah, right. and whether or not to tell her grandmother. Exactly. So it kind of happens before yeah. she has to make a big moral decision. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah, and I think addressing, like, every character's journey and emotional breakdown was mm. really cool as well. Mm, like yeah. every person, even whether it was the uncle, whether it was the cousin, mm. had their moment on screen yep. and had their kind of journey broken down. Mm. Yeah. And they all dealt with it very differently yeah, as well. And like did, you said, yeah. like different stages of mm. kind of grieving. Grief, yeah. yeah. Just like processing their emotions and their mm. reality. That's yeah. True. And, mm. you know, the, the whole catharsis of letting go and... Um, was so interesting throughout and um, especially the whole you know the idea of the family unit and the fact that Wang left a couple of the dialogues untranslated oh yeah I I personally found that really interesting because it was something that it was like this is Mm. they're being isolated in their own kind of unit like it's very personal to them Uh uh and the audience is almost like being shunned out oh yeah even the main character was being a bit shunned out by that because she spoke English exactly that was her main language yeah Um, it's really it's a really good creative decision that they made with the subtitles that the hospital scene to include like the confusion of Billy as well as I feel like the subtitles did a really good job because I remember very clearly when she was kind of like you know the hotel man like the hotelier was like keep on egging Billy on to like talk about America and stuff and and she says something I don't speak Chinese so I can't say what it is but the subtitle was literally K thanks yeah it was (laughs) (laughs) yeah because that's how unbothered we are by him and that's how unbothered Billy is by him it was just like yes please please go now (laughs) exactly I wish all subtitles were like that like it it wasn't a transliteration it was translation of like the feel of the language exactly it definitely added to the feeling mm, of it the did. like it was almost yeah on Billy's side yeah um, yeah and her distance from mm. the actual like reality of the situation definitely. yeah um and I think tradition was definitely um oh, a yeah, big definitely. theme as well and Billy being kind of detached from Chinese traditions in the west but then this whole idea of secrecy and keeping you know it's a it's a predominant 
tradition in the East. Mm. And so being able to practice something like that really allowed her to be a part of something that was actually you know, fueled by her family and be at, mm. and feel like she was part of a family mm. unit. Yeah. And that's probably part of the reason why she continued to, in a way, to find her identity. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. I Relating to that, I kind of thought a major theme was also the idea of individualism versus, like, a collectivism oh, yeah. way of life. Yeah, and, yeah um, I saw it as, like, a more of a moral, mm. cultural mm. difference. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, really embedded in her was kind yeah. of like this western approach to how you exactly. face that yeah. whereas yeah. the family was very much kind of against it. well most of the family were mm. yeah. yeah like they understood but they were like it's just not the right thing to do yeah. bringing this sort of like really bad news to Nai Nai and would I think be devastating yeah also kind of that comes into the generational differences as mm-hmm. well because sure. you can see how like with her there's like this blatant like this is what's right this is what's wrong everything is kind of very open and clear whereas in say the parents generation there's this real gray area where you see her trying to figure out why they're doing what they're doing because it doesn't make sense to her but then like uncovering this other level to it almost mm-hmm. after like mm-hmm. quite a like way into the film you kind of see that like they actually see the issues that she's seeing too they're just they just realize the bigger picture or they realize yeah. the cultural background that it's coming yeah. from all this stuff Definitely. like that i interpreted that kind of as like for one scene that i'm just thinking of is when Billy kind of meets her uncle and her dad yes. next to the window having a smoke. Exactly. Mm. And uh, her uncle kind of talks down upon her for wanting to tell Nai Nai, almost like she is selfish that she she's just feeling this guilt. Yeah. And uh, he kind of puts her down. Yeah. Um, and But he says that, you know, that the family, it's their duty to mm. uphold this guilt yeah. And just bear it for Nanai. Yeah, bear that yeah. pain. Yeah. Sure. And it's like this whole like the family unit thing as well. So let's move on to some technicalities. Because I just, oh, I was a big fan of the cinematography. Mm. Yeah, how it's mm. so beautifully shot. Mm. I don't think there's like a specific color scheme, but there's a lot of vibrancy going on. There's a lot of red and gold, which mm. is very Chinese, may I yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like that Billy's always dressed in a very neutral like tone Costume, because yeah. you would think that would take away like the focus from her but it doesn't because everything else is so like lush and yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah and even even the frames within the frames are so interesting oh yeah that's I think really I good. think we're talking about the same we thing are here, yes we are we definitely are the the kitchen dining table scene yes. yeah the kitchen yeah. scene which is when oh yeah yeah it's almost oh, it's the foreground and the background are just so beautifully filled mm. and just with the right amount of people that it's mm. not too busy but not too underwhelming either so yeah. in this particular scene um you have in the foreground you have your the mum the mum's cooking the yeah. mum's cooking and then you have another i think there's a maid who's doing something else on the side and then right in through the other door which is where the camera is focused is nine and billy yep and that just adds so much more emphasis to how close they are and how mm. amazing their relationship is yeah. just through this non-verbal kind of dialogue. And like the thing is um, I know the focus is on like the space itself but Billy can feel free to move around within the frame mm. so that she interacts with all elements within like the foreground as well as like the background. Exactly. And that's a really clever thing to do without making the f- 
space feel too crowded. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, it's almost it really like chill. Yeah, it's almost like her world is kind of moving all around her and she's at times just very still because mm. she's in her head about things. Yeah. yeah. I kind of felt like relating to that. I think we mentioned it earlier in the episode today. But the idea of the setting um, being quite intimate most of the time. Mm. Like I thought that, well, with my experience when like Western films depict Asia or China, it's always like this bustling city, lots of like vendors and nightlife. But the way Lulu Wang depicted China and the family, it was always in these really intimate settings. Mm. Mm. And it always made me feel kind of um, Billy's isolation, maybe, mm-hmm. or um, yeah. kind of the fact that her family in this situation is in this little bubble and they're all experiencing it mm. um, by themselves, kind of. Yeah, and yeah. that I think that is very important to depict in a world where, you know, you rely so heavily on media to mm. show you other worlds. Mm-hmm. And so having something depict Asia as accurately as possible. Oh, like really a rep- it's like good representation yeah, of exactly. Asia. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, I guess it so is. Well. Yeah. yeah, and it's not as this bustling, crowded, smog yeah. city that everyone. Yeah. it's it's just be- it can be beautiful and intimate mm. and just mm. you know you can have a second to breathe and think. Yeah, yeah. And on that though, but because sometimes like often we'd get these you know inside scenes where it's so full and busy and bustling and like you know with the family there's you know not much space for her to even breathe and then mm, exactly. but then they'll go for a drive then through like, and exactly. the roads and it will be deserted yeah, yeah. Or she'd go oh, for a yeah, walk right. with the yep. neon signs and yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. um but i like there's a scene i think maybe about halfway or slightly towards the end when they're driving and she asks um about like this arch that she sees oh like where's the place i used to live in and stuff yeah yeah and that scene which is it's just such a different kind of setting to um you know the family home Mm, i guess which has its own like dynamics and stuff going Mm. on but then you've got this completely isolated barren doesn't even look like anyone's in the buildings Mm. yeah whereas then you know that inside most of those buildings or some of those buildings there's you know thousands of rooms yeah. that this yeah. exact and same like different thing is happening. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And even I was so interested by like I myself sitting there, I was just like, I just want to, you know, nine to stay alive. <laughs> like I feel like that's what the audience was just you sitting there hoping. And I think pacing helped with that a lot. Oh, it was know? it was just like um so the farewell is quite short. It's an hour yeah. and 40 minutes-ish, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's really tightly packed. Exactly. I never felt like, oh, this is too rushed, or I was like, oh, I'm super bored now. That yeah. never mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. It, the pacing was really good. Mm. The writing was really good. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I think because the pacing and the camera held the shots for so much longer, exactly. like the, mm, yeah. the person would say their dialogue and just sit there for a minute exactly. and just let the audience marinate in their yeah. expression yeah. and what just happened. Yeah. And that kind of led you to be like, it's like almost as if the camera is wanting to continue to spend more time with the film oh, yeah. and with Nainai as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting sometimes when you would think there would be a cut or like a regular cut between a conversation. Yeah, yeah. the Wang would just like, like kind lingered. of linger. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. 
And that was really interesting and it kind of brought you into the moment even more. I think also it shows you a lot of Billy's perspective because she's oh. so focused and she's mm. trying to understand and she's trying to draw things from it. So after like someone's finished speaking or something, she's still wanting more. Mm. And you kind of see that because you're wanting more exactly. too. Because you're just yeah. looking at the stillness being yeah. like, okay, but what's happening? Yeah. What like so many an- unanswered questions or yeah. um, un- misinterpreted like things that have been mm. said and stuff like that. So I think you kind of see where Billy's at with it yeah. as well. Mm. And even even Aquafina's performance, like, oh, it, can we oh, talk about the acting? Let's just take oh, a moment. Let's <laughs> take a moment of silence, because that was going, transitioning from someone who does so amazingly in comedy mm. to go and do so amazingly in drama. Mm. It, it takes a special kind of talent. Mm, exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, the reason... Um, Lulu Wang, she said that she picked um, Aquafina wasn't because of how she said the dialogue was, but was instead the moments between the dialogues where there was silence, and I think that plays a lot into how the script's written as well. And her, you know, she has dialogue, she has moments of dialogue, yeah, but most yeah. of it's still and her inaction yeah. that um, kind of conveys yeah. this performance. It's like the weight of silence. Yeah. That really makes up the tone exactly. of the film. Exactly, yeah. And oh, it mm. yeah, shows her lack of agency as well oh, in yeah. China. Mm. And sort of like the having to submit to being in China mm-hmm. and not being able to be independent and, and, and do her own thing. She has to conform to what her family wants for her. Mm. Um, While and not she's being kind able of a kid. As well. yeah. There's yeah. lots of elements of like she it's just not her. Mm. Um, like, you know, what she's doing next with her future, for example. And she tries to fit in and she'll try to translate it, mm-hmm. but sometimes it works and sometimes it just straight up won't. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. I think there's lots like lots of her grappling with that. Mm. Yeah. There's that a bit happens. of a disconnect, but yeah. at the same time she wa- really wants to be included in this like family that she's known for ages but not really like mm. super a part of it. Exactly. Yeah. And even um because her performance is so it is verbose, like there is a lot of dialogue, but um, you know, the elements where you really truly get to see her vulnerability when she is when she doesn't talk, like That's the right, piano yeah. scene. Oh my goodness, you know, that the piano was amazing. scene. The piano yeah. scene when she's not talking at all, but you just go from this happy moment to pans over to just her yeah. playing this really intense song. She's very just intensely. like expressing herself, yeah. but she doesn't have to say anything. Yeah, exactly. The one thing she has control of the moment is the piano. And also it's like the first time that I think you really see the family not only hearing her but respecting her opinion. Oh, you're Um, right, actually. That is true. With the gra- you can see the grandma in the background. Yeah, yeah. Kind it's like of a like, blurred background, oh. but they're all yeah. like looking at yeah. her. You can tell. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. saying like the stuff that she feels. It kind of shows where it's coming from. Mm. And I think mm. it really helps them to see that as well. Mm. That's true. And I mean, the camera positioning again just kind of puts into perspective the uh, her issues with her identity, even and how almost emphasized to put because there's always she's never alone in she's barely Mm. ever alone in a scene and Mm. that kind of shows a lot of cultural values too I believe because I know in the Indian culture you can't really like where I come from it's like everyone's really in on it oh yeah yeah Yeah, and when you're like I'm gonna be in my room they'll be like what's wrong why are you like why do you want personal space that's not a thing that doesn't exist (laughs) yeah like in every every kind of even when she was talking to her father her mother was always Mm. there even when um you know she was trying to talk to her uncle her father was there Mm. and 
Yeah. And it's always, even when, you know, when she was having a vulnerable breakdown, you have the whole, you have the wife and the cousin right yeah. in the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but so. then you've got her in the hotel room because she's yeah. staying in a hotel room while the rest of the family or mm-hmm. lots of the family is yeah. kind of in other hotel rooms or at the family home mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of the one the only time that she's ever by herself yeah. yeah and then that's kind of bit made a bit sad because you're alone in a hotel room yeah. and like yeah. that you've got that whole vibe as well it's yeah. not like somewhere that's nice to be alone it's yeah. somewhere yeah. really isolating to yeah. be alone mm-hmm. um, and even even with the lighting in that yeah. area is always very dim exactly. and kind yeah. of you have like bursts of red sometimes yeah but, you know it's still very dimly lit I think to mm. emphasize her isolation it's exactly. funny because I feel like all the very private conversations were all in the hotel like between the mum and Billy when they were like oh I, I brought you to America but it was really hard for me too and the dad is like mm. in the background in his underwear being yeah. like oh man it's too loud it's too yeah. loud <laughs> and the really yeah. intimate like um, exchange between Nai Nai and Billy was also in like a very private room so like the small rooms are actually kind of a stage for these people to really connect and really have a chance to express themselves yeah, right. um, I think we're gonna wrap it up and discuss our final thoughts on the farewell yes so awesome. I really liked the movie I thought it was very it delves with a lot without feeling like you're seeing much is changing mm. if you know what I mean like yeah. it everything makes sense that comes after and it's so seamless that you know it feels like 10 minutes have gone by and the whole film's mm. happened um yeah. it was yeah so it was a really kind of almost a relaxed pace even though it was like this oh, really yeah. intense yeah. intense like things that they're dealing with an intense journey for her mm. because it's dealing so much with the day-to-day mm. of what's happening yeah I thought it was I think it was really good how like dealt with that um yeah. so it was like really it was complex but at the same time really simple oh yeah I agree yeah Yeah. I think sorry I think it's the kind of film where you can kind of just sit back and kind of relax and just see everything watch her journey yeah Yeah. and and not too much is happening happening at the one time you're right yeah Yeah. I think that's because it's also very observatory like the cinematography is very observatory in the sense that it kind of just even on the staircase how they're walking up it's it's kind of the camera's just spying on them and it's exactly. like oh yeah not it's not really spoon feeding the audience with like great exactly. detail and yeah. it doesn't yeah. do that thing that I hate in blockbusters where like two people are talking and there's a camera behind the shoulder and then when the other person's talking it switches <laughs> oh, back to yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, over the shoulder yeah, you know it respects over the, the audiences and I like that exactly. yeah and it's funny how even though it's such a personal story to Lulu, um, it relates to so many people. Like, mm, everyone yeah. I've talked to about it, they're like, yeah, I see something in that. Because, exactly. I mean, whether that's seeing yourself, you know, your migration journey, for instance, or, you know, being brought up in a land that's different to your parents, or anything. Like, for instance, I related definitely to the car scene. You know, when we go back and you know when we say goodbye to our grandparents they always are like no let me calm down and we're just like no no don't and you're kind of just saying goodbye to them that car scene really got me and it's amazing how she could portray that in such depth even though it was just her personal story it's funny how it relates to kind Mm. of so many people yeah yeah I think that's the thing it's like it's about family Mm. when you come down to it and everyone's kind of got their own families and their own dynamics and like but seeing that play out is really mm. almost yeah. beneficial yeah. to yeah. see how like other families can work and how mm. 
and how these like problems that arise are dealt with yeah. in, a, in a way in ways that can be messy or ways that can be really easy and it's really lovely to see that so like wholly captured mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. yeah and even the idea of identity I think yeah. is so amazing because totally. one when you do have these two cultures that you have to balance it's hard to kind of understand your identity and maintain an identity and I, I think even like for instance Miff is doing like film everything through film um, portrays and helps to understand everybody's identities so like uh, as I was saying in Miff there were there are a lot of films that were um, Asian films that came out like Jinpa, Baby, um, a short film called The Egg was really it was, it was a good one oh, and cool. um, yeah they I think they I think it's interesting how film kind of helps you remind you helps remind you and even celebrates your identity that um yeah, you totally. know, your identity yeah and that you don't necessarily need to figure it out or that it's yeah. okay to be in that weird interim or exactly. to go from yeah. one yeah. to the other and it, that itself within itself is an identity exactly you know mm. being uh, maintaining these two cultures yeah. what did you guys think about yeah. the film Oh, um, so would we recommend the film to our listeners at all? I would say yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, I think I th- I think I latched onto it a little more than maybe some other people might because I'm also like a first gen Asian immigrant in like a foreign land. But apart from that, because everyone's got a family, and I think it's gonna touch everyone's hearts in a way that it won't um, necessarily like be the same for the person sitting next to you but you it will tie you two together because it's like a very pleasant sort of an experience yeah and also on that for people Mm. who don't have multiple cultures that they're battling with it's really good to see how people might struggle with that mm. or how mm. that might be an issue to you know so many people like Melbourne is such a yeah. multicultural city oh yeah it so definitely people, gives you yeah, like yeah. a lot more perspective exactly yeah I I would definitely also recommend the film I think it's a really good kind of snapshot into not just a Chinese family in China or even just a, an Asian American woman and her migration story it is, like you said, Anna, it's a, it's a story about a family. And it's one of the best, most realistic depictions of people and just living their life that I think I've ever seen. Mm. It's like I would forget at times that I was watching a film. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. Because I oh, felt yeah. like yeah. you're, you're just kind part of, of like the scenery. You're yeah. Just kind of there. And you're almost just like being a fly on the, the wall table, yeah. and you're in the corner yeah. watching everything happen. Yeah, <laughs> just watching their day pan out yeah. and then yeah. I would be reminded that this is a film uh, and that we as the audience are going along on this journey with the characters. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a, it's a, it's a really quiet kind of film, um, but, but it's that's what makes it It's still really so funny. Oh which yeah, is definitely. Really, which is really well done. There's like yeah. a nice yeah. balance between like serious and funny, but it's not in a way that like it gets too serious and then it hard cuts to a exactly. joke to yeah. ease the tension. It doesn't do that. It's super realistic how they like balance mm. those two things. Yeah, yeah, so I think I could positively say that we'd all love to recommend yeah. this yeah, film. Yeah, we would watch it again. Yeah. We'll yeah. be watching it again. Um, for sure. And we usually do a little recommendation of what film we think you guys should watch. So personally, I think Honeyland by uh, Tamara Kotevska and 
Shibermir Stefanov. I don't think I pronounced that right. <laughs> um, but it's an amazing narrative style. It's a documentary, but it's um, interpreted as a narrative style film. So I think um, that's a really good film you guys cool. should yeah. keep an eye out for. Yeah. Cool. Uh, one that I saw recently, it's just ending its life in cinemas, but High Life, directed by Claire Dennis, oh, was yeah. fantastic. Highly recommend. So Such good acting. Really weird storyline. <laughs> it's that. an adventure. You should go see it. Um, a film I'd recommend you guys to watch is a bit of an oldie. It's called The Network, and it's about the rise of when news television became entertainment mm -hmm. and it's super pr prophetic in that now everything we see is entertainment and clickbait but it was based mm -hmm. it was it's a film made in the 70s but it's it just feels very current for today mm -hmm. uh, super interesting yep. yeah cool and um i might recommend maybe my favorite film from last year it's called under the silver lake and i kind of really like films that deal with Illuminati or like cults <laughs> or, <laughs> or conspiracy <laughs> theories. Um, it's just it's just really great. All the performances are really funny and wacky and um, the cinematography is interesting and they make some interesting music choices. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening to us and tuning in. Tomorrow is Are You OK Day, so make sure to check up on your friends. Not only tomorrow, but always. And but always, uh, yes. Always. And, um, Every day you. is a mental health day. Exactly. That is true. Okay. So thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Wednesday.